three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences past and present of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Asher, Asher Chua. Man, catch me up. How is how is the uh, how's 2021 treating you so far? Um, you know what, man? I'm going to be quite honest with you. 2021 for me has been fabulous. Um, I've been really blessed in terms of um, my mom's 95. Mm. She had dementia. She has dementia, and she had COVID, man. And my sisters and brothers got her out of there, uh, took her home, mm-hmm. nursed her back to good health, you know, as good as can be expected. Um, in this pandemic, it's been been dangerous for a lot of people, um, but I've been blessed enough that it's not directly affected me in any way. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think what it has done, it has shown me that I am more valuable than I thought. Mm-hmm. It has shown me that nobody knows really what the hell they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you can say <laughs> you that <know>? again. <laughs> it has shown me that all the people who are lead, leading various organizations, they have struggled like everybody else. Yeah. You know, so so this 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 uh this time 2021 for me has been has been great. How about you? That's that's awesome. I, I'm right right there in line with you because uh last year when everything was kind of closing down, I, I was like, eh, you know, I'll take a break for a little bit. I've been working hard. But um now I mean I see that that it was the right move and it wasn't the right move, but definitely starting this year on the right foot with the right intention to say, I'm gonna take advantage of the time that I have because similarly, although I wasn't affected, I was affected in the sense to where I stopped doing what was working well. But now I'm doing much better taking care of myself first and foremost, making sure to rest, go through coaching and counseling. And really address the things that were like the underlining, um, the things that were concerning to me. And, and I think that's made it easier for me to get back to podcasting, doing this in a way that I, I enjoy it, getting a chance to catch up with yourself, previous guests, and reach out to new people that were on my radar, people that weren't on my radar before. But it, it's been amazing. It's been mm-hmm. a very, oh, very productive, very informative year. Because let me tell you something. Um we get so involved in things that don't really matter. And we get so involved in thinking about things that might happen that never happen until we waste a large part of our lives missing out on being able to enjoy the good times of our lives, if you know what I mean. um, There's so much that each one of us, you know, has to be thankful for. Um, but yet what we do is when we get up in the morning, we'll find the negativity, something to, 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 to stew in. Right. Instead of trying to find the things that, you know, we've done, you know, and that's, that's why I think I said to you before, man, every night before I go to bed, I write down four or five things that I've done great that previous day. And the first thing I do is read them in the morning. So at least I start my day off on a positive note, you know, um, hmm. But yeah, man, and obviously there are so many people like what's happening in um, around the world now where things are not great. But if you're somebody of sound mind, if you're somebody who at the moment, man, have the opportunity to to be of good health and to be breathing and to have people that love you and to have be in an environment that you can prosper, 
You know, man, stop, 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 stop looking at the negativity all the time, man, and try to find something positive. Yeah. And you know what, man, if you're looking for something positive, breathe. Right. Breathe. <laughs> That's a positive thing because right. a lot of, a lot of people didn't make it today. Sure. A lot of people didn't make it. So at least you have the opportunity to try to do something with your life. Right. You know? mm. Yeah. I mean, um, to piggyback on kind of what you said in, in breathing, um, I've been doing a, a practice that I, I kind of saw through a guest of Joe Rogan's, um, Wim Hof. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, mm. but he has Joe this. Rogan? Yeah. Well, Joe Rogan, he's a podcaster. Yes, but he, yes, 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 he, yes. he had on the guest um, Wim Hof. I think that gentleman, he's um, Danish, possibly, I forget which European country he's from, but he's known as the Iceman. And he, got he kind of formulated different breathing techniques which really work on changing your body's um chemistry in a sense just because it's like you're forcing air in and then you're holding your breath for different periods of time and he has different he has a few like a beginner tutorial online that you can just go click on he's talking you through it where you do three rounds and i i did that before this at least one round of it and i was like that gives me a different appreciation for breathing and for having air in my lungs to where it's like you're counting every breath that you're taking. And then when you're not even getting the air in, you're like, you're holding your breath until you can get that like 15 seconds of air in again. I'm like, okay, like I'm moving my fingers and my toes. Everything just kind of clicks and connects. And it's like, today's going to be a good day. And just starting the day like that every day, it's it's hard to it's hard to get caught up in the small things where like okay somebody cut you off this person said something to you it's like are you gonna carry that all day or just be like uh uh this this uh, uh. it's like I. I understand it's it's like it's a nice it's a nice little bug that can kind of fall on everybody. It's like when somebody yawns, like everybody else around them yawns. So I'm not upset with people that don't recognize it, but I'm in, I'm encouraged to see people in different places kind of taking advantage and recognizing and realizing the importance of today, like being present, enjoying what you have on hand, being present. I mean, I I think part of the issue that we have as human beings is we, it's it's crazy to say, but we see everything through our own eyes and we see through everything through our own feelings at the moment that something happens with us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't take a step back when something happens and that's to look at it from somebody else's perspective, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, like that driver that you talked about when somebody cut you off, mm-hmm. you know, they could be maybe rushing to the hospital because there's somebody in the car with them that, you you know, that need to be in the hospital. You just have no idea. Yeah. And the breathing thing, I think, you know, it's hard, but I do think, man, if you step back sometime and just say, okay, how is this actually going to affect me? Instead of rushing the judgment mm-hmm. and, and even more so the judgment, judgment on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I think we are the worst for putting ourselves down. We are the worst for not believing that we're good enough. We are the worst for not understanding that you're blessed to be here today. So why not make the day the best day you can make it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We are blessed to, if you got anybody who cares anything about you, man, there's a lot of people on this planet with no brothers, no sisters, no parents, you know? So, and you know, it's funny. Today, I had a conversation with uh, my son. 
And um, I called him because I, he has a little four-year-old down there with him. Mm-hmm. And this little kid is the most lively kid in the world. And if you ever want to laugh, man, you get around this kid. And, you know, I was talking to him and it's just amazing because he's just like the most active kid in the world. Mm-hmm. And man, when you look at a child, you know, I think they bring us back to what the world is supposed to be like. Right. You know, they really do. Or if you speak to somebody who's elderly, and get their perspective on life, I think you'll find, you know, that just maybe, just maybe things ain't as bad as you think. Right. I was watching this thing today mm-hmm. and, um, oh, what is the name? Of? Um, of course, let me just see if I can find it because it was amazing. Okay. I mean, it was phenomenal. And it was on Prime Video mm-hmm. and it was called Solos. It's called what? S-O-L-O-S. Okay. S-O-L-O-S, okay. And the last one was with Morgan Freeman. Hmm. And the premises was all this is sort of what in the future. So Mm -hmm. they're about half an hour each. And this last one, he had dementia. Hmm. But what happened was this guy came along and this guy put this little band on his arm, which will give him his memories back, Hmm. you know, and it's amazing when he got some of his memories back, you know, he just thought how blessed I am. And he just thought back that he had a son Mm. and doing his working life. He spent so much time working and not paying any attention to his son, you know, not putting him to bed, you know, not spending time on the weekend, not spending time after work. And all this time like that, like a flash of a light, his time was gone and his son had died. And it just had me thinking today, whoa, Life is that quick. Right. You know, my grandmother said to me one day, man, my grandmother said to me, she said, don't blink because when you blink, you're then 70 something years old like me. And I thought, wow. I thought, wow. So like in the blink of an eye, you know, it goes so quick. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. What's what's interesting about that, like you said, it's um, I just turned 31 last month, uh, exactly to the day. And it's interesting now being able to look back at like 10 years, 20 years and having like a perspective or things to reference things off of where when I'm talking to someone that's 21 or 10 years younger than me, like I see how they behave, how they act. And I'm like, oh, OK, like I see myself in you like I. I understand why you're doing what you're doing, or I have an, a sense of empathy to be like, that makes sense. I, I would do that. Like, I can't necessarily question you and just be like, oh, like you're just an idiot or like you're you're not doing things in the way that we've formed the way or how things are done at work. It's like you're doing what you feel you need to do right now. You're doing what your environment has conditioned you to do. But also like you're kind of saying as the child, you're you're being yourself to the best of your ability. And that's why it's a little crazy sometimes when. You know, I teach and it's a little crazy one time when you see kids in the classroom and you just think, oh, if you only knew, oh, if you <laughs> only gave yourself five more years. But then yeah. why should they? As you say, they're at that space now in their life. Yeah. And then later on, you know, but then you see the other child who is mature and the other child who wants to get it and seem to have some sort of reference to what the world really means to them. Whereas the other child, they just seem to don't, they just like, they're just going through life and just let life happen to them mm-hmm. instead of taking some ownership. Right. I had a kid walk in uh, yesterday and um, he was going to his last period in class and he was late. And I just said to him, well, what, what class are you supposed to be in now? He's, I don't know. And I just said to him, man, stop. Stop, stop, let mm-hmm. life happen to you and take control of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, take control of your life. Know what you're doing, young man. Right. Because I think one of the things that I sort of failed to realize when I was younger is that all of it is practice. 
All of it is practice. So when you get older, you can be more responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of it is practice, man. You know, so it's yeah. just crazy. It's crazy. Man, that, yeah, that, that, what you just said is it, good because I don't know if we touched on it last time, but I, I know for in the last three years and especially this year, I've been um, focused on self-awareness, studying mm-hmm. like the DISC assessment, the advanced insight assessment, and trying to get a, a better understanding of who I am. Where, Is that with ET? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I started with ET because it was introduced with uh, Chris Daniels, who passed away in yeah. 2018. Yes. And yes. then I, I went to a different source and got more training because ET was doing like just the disc assessment. And then the other assessment, the advanced insights takes three, three um, tests. It takes the disc, the attributes and the values and puts them together. Almost like you'd have a GPS satellite telling you like, okay, here's where you're located. And here's not only how you have a tendency to behave when it deals with problems, people, pacing, and procedures, but here's why you would do it when you're Can looking you at the values. Yeah, I'll send you a link if you want mm-hmm. it to be able to take it and um, not only take it, but that way you and I can have a conversation about that and I can kind of amazing. break it down for you to, to let you know, like, here's the training that um, I've, I've gone through. And just just being able to go through that for myself has been very eye opening because even even when when you when you think about it, like step one, they always say like you have to. I think ET talked about this, and it was one of the things that really caught my attention with them. It's like the ability to self assess, like knowing who you are, and that realizing like okay. This is who I am and this is who I'm not. And then in that sense, just being able to, to know what you can naturally do. And, and something that, that kind of made me laugh reading Dennis Kimbrough's book was a passage, I think it was either this week or last week for one of the days. And there's like all the, the animals of the jungle decided or all the animals um, in an area decided to get together and go to school. And then you had the duck that was like the best swimmer in the school. But then the teacher was like, hey, you got to climb this tree. So it's like he kept trying to climb the tree and he -hmm. wasn't really good at climbing the tree and his feet got all bruised up and his swimming started to suffer. And now he became an average swimmer. And then it it went on to some of the other animals. But I was like, wow, that's so true in the Mm -hmm. sense of like either being in a school system or just growing up in an environment where um, (laughs) a lot of processes or people or... um, different things they're set up to almost make replicates or duplicates of people to just be like oh this is the way in which you should behave and it's there are i guess human laws like natural laws that say if you do this you get this result but as i'm understanding who i am and who other people are what their tendency are whether it's age or whatever it may be it's just like everyone has a right to be different because everyone's unique in their own way those laws are meant to be broken right well i mean Right. There's, I think, what is it? It was like human laws are meant to be broken that we set up, but there's like um, natural laws that will break you if you don't follow them. Like, for instance, it's like we can't necessarily break the law of gravity. We can kind of challenge it for a time, like getting up in a plane. You'll be up there for a bit, but eventually you come back down. Same thing with the space shuttle. Like, they do what they do until it breaks through the atmosphere and then you have the rockets that fall back down and things like that. And I think maybe a natural law that I would think of that applies to humans is like living in integrity. It's like if you break that, eventually like your reputation may suffer or like the people around you may not be as well off as they could be. I, I think that's that's why it's so essential that 
we find people who we surround ourselves with who has integrity. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that needs to start off at a very young age, because if you start off with integrity and you understand the value of integrity, I think if you grow up, then you will be fine. But I think it's when you you grow up and you sort of lose that, what it means. If you look at a lot of what's going on now um, with, like I know in this country, man, there are a lot of um, scam artists mm. and they're trying to get elderly people. Yeah. You know, and they're trying to get elderly people who are not okay with the internet, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. and I just think that, you know, I could never, my conscience would not let me sleep if I would attempt to rob anybody of anything. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, if I even think about stealing, man, I'll arrest myself. It's just, it's just, I, you just can't do it, you know? And mm-hmm. there's some people with different morals, you know? And I think a lot of those morals are from where you came from. And, and don't get me wrong, now there are some times, and I'm not saying it's justified, but there are some times, man, when you want to eat and you have no way to eat, mm-hmm. sometimes you might have to do what you need to do. Right. You know, I'm not saying that when it's like that because I'm only speaking from a place of uh, where I've got. I'm not in lack. Right. If you're in lack on a consistent basis and you're in certain environments and you need to eat, well, that's that's a different story sometimes. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. I love your sign. Don't forget to. <laughs> right. Love it. Love Thank it. you. I love, it. I love it. It makes me think of my grandmother. Hmm. It makes me think of growing up on the farm when they had cows, horses, pigs, everything. Hmm. And my great, great grandfather was one of the, um, he was a slave, but then when his, the owner died, the owner gave him all of the land. So wow. he had land. So my, so my, so my grand, my great grandfather, yeah. So my grandfather inherited the land. Mm-hmm. And what was amazing is my grandfather really didn't work a day of his life because he had all of this land. And whenever he needed money, he would sell part of the land. Hmm. And what he did was he, sold land, but what he also did was, man, he bartered. So if you as an individual, if you did this for the community, if you did this for him, he would then give you X amount of land to have or whatever else, you know? Mm. And he just taught me, man, I just remember having to get up at four o'clock in the morning to butcher hogs. I remember having to get in four o'clock in the morning to feed chickens, to do. And it was amazing that right now, today, all of those values I remember. Right. And I just remember, I remember, man, my grandmother cooking. Mm. And I remember my grandmother having pies. My grandmother would set some pies on the windowsill. And at the moment, I, I at the time, I didn't know. But when she set those pies on the windowsill, they would disappear. Mm. And I was like, whoa. And my grandmother set me down one day and she said, listen here. She said, not everybody is as fortunate as you. And if there's anything you can ever do in life, you make sure you help somebody else. And what was happening with those pies was those kids knew that certain day in the neighborhood knew that certain day my grandmother would bake. Mm-hmm. And they knew that if she put the pies in the windows, they could come by and get the pies and take them to their families. Mm-hmm. And that was my grandmother's way of trying to feed the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just phenomenal. You know, it was phenomenal. And that taught me a lot. And it taught me that. Regardless of what you got, yeah. one day you might not have. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, so it is all about how you treat people, man. And all about, you know, what you want to do for people. And that sign just remind me of don't forget your roots. Yeah. And that was my grandmother's roots, you know. Mm. That's powerful. I I spoke with a few friends on kind of on that similar topic recently. And um, one of the things they kind of point out to me, and it's something I've kind of accepted, but I still try to wrap my head around, it's kind of understanding the difference between um, Africans born in Africa, I guess you could call them African-American as I am, but also um, Black Americans born in America 
And I guess one of the things that they point out to me is that like, I have the ability to go back and easily trace my roots to like, okay, this is the land in which you were born, where your ancestors came from. And um, my friends, they said, being born in America, they they don't have that um, ease of access or that ease of um, like knowing that, okay, this is where I came from. And I guess my response to that was initially like, yes, you're right. But sometimes looking at what somebody else has in comparison to you, it's you might be overvaluing what you think they have because just because they might be able to tie their roots, it doesn't mean that their roots are, defi- are definitely something great, something pure. It's like there could be a whole lot of hell based mm-hmm. on what they're, they're doing. And I think a lot of times... I, Part of the reason why I've been doing a lot of self-education, like self-awareness, like understanding, trying to understand Black history, trying to understand my personal history is because you you can only know so much. And I think um, kind of back to the education system and some of the lies that a lot of people have been sold. It's like a lot of people just get told, especially in America, the story of like the Black story is slavery. It's like that's not the whole story. That's part of it. Like. If anything about slavery that you understand or you learn to appreciate, it's like it's really a story of overcoming, being able to come out of a a, a bad situation. I'm sure. Yeah. Being able to come out of a bad situation and really doing something from it. Like I heard um, like a talk from Thomas Sowell, I think back in the 80s, where he was talking about being an economist. I believe that's his background. And he he was really talking about if you want to see like the greatest miracle on the planet, it's seeing what happened when African or what how black people being liberated from slavery, basically being left to their own, like no reparations, none of that not being literate and within a period of a few years within themselves going finding the resources to teach themselves how to read how to write how to become literate how to own land how to do all these different things and it's like a lot of people don't get that story told to them and i guess i don't i don't dwell in that anymore to blame people to be like oh well you should know or the school system should i'm like no like if i'm able to do it by reading dennis kimbrough's book like a lot of the people that i'm reading about i didn't know who they were i didn't know these things but i'm not getting stuck on i didn't know now i'm learning and now i'm understanding but i i, I I can understand like the bitterness or the um, the unfairness of what somebody else may be saying. Like I somewhat understand it, but I can't pretend to know completely what they mean because that's their experience. And I, I respect their experience. But for myself, I just push back to say just because it might appear that I know or I have access to something, don't misconstrue it of like, oh, that's how your life is. That's who you are. It's like, you don't know me. Like, if you want to know me, take the time to have a conversation with me. Let's Mm -hmm. talk through things. That way we can be clear on this is what I say. This is who I say I am. And that way you don't make up in your mind, oh, this is who you are based on your tendencies, based on your habits, based on your presentation, oh, you're you're nerdy guy, you're this, you're that, you're square. It's like all these terms that we use and label people without actually taking the time to understand them, I think gets us in a lot of trouble where there's a lot of misunderstanding and kind of going down wrong roads that aren't necessary. But when you take the time and the interest to say, hey, I don't need to know the whole world, but 
I just want to get to know Mr. Lawrence and see what he's about. It's like, oh, okay, now I'm a little bit more enlightened. I develop one significant relationship and I can be proud of that. Hey, I want to share something with you. Um, I am working with a young lady in the States um, and we have put together a project. Mm -hmm. And the project that we put together um, it is um, OurStoryBeyondBooks.com. Mm. And what we've done is we've looked at people from all nationalities, people from all races and creeds, and we've written small stories about them. Mm. Her name is Chevron, um, Chevron Stone. And yeah. so we have um, we have a lot of resources there, man. And we have, um, if you go there sometime, and if you look down on the free video pages, if you go down, there's a guy called Christian Caldwell. Mm. Go down and watch his video. Okay. And that's the guy I was telling you about. That's my great-great-grandfather. That's the guy I was wow. telling you about. So okay. if you go there. So, so what I do with the company is that I... We get people. And then what I do is I build little stories around those people. So I create videos around those stories. Mm -hmm. We put it out there into the world. So, yeah. So if, you know, it's our story beyond books.com and it's our way of trying to contribute back to um, who we are as a people, but not mm -hmm. only who we are as a people, who everybody is, anybody of any color. Right. You know? Yeah. So, and it's, it's, it's going, it's going pretty well, actually. That's powerful. I'll, I'll definitely mm -hmm. check that out. And, and um, once I find it out, I'll put it in like the, the description for other people to check yeah. it out because it's like, I feel like just education changes things, but I guess kind of back to ET, it's like he, another saying is like information changes situation, like being able to get the right information and just open your mind to a different perspective. It's like, wow, like I, I didn't know that was, that was under the sun. But I think also, I think there's something that's really powerful. Um, and this powerful thing is called the internet mm -hmm. and look at what we are doing now. You didn't know me from Adam. I didn't know you from Adam. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's taking the time to do a little bit of research and to contacting somebody. And I've found that most people, they are happy to talk to you. They are yeah. happy. And I mean, people with prominent positions, they're extremely happy to talk to you. But a lot of us, man, we, you know, we just say, oh, my gosh, he or she does such and such and such and such. I'm quite sure they wouldn't want to talk to me. And I don't ask anybody to talk to me, dude. I, I, don't <laughs> like I, I don't. I don't care. All you do is tell me no. And I just <laughs> think it's important. I just think it's important that. And I think, man, you don't know when you're going to go from here. True. So you better try to live every moment the best way that you can. You know. Mm -hmm. And that's why you know I do a video every single day, a motivational video every day for the platforms. And that's why I do it, man, because I'm hoping that somebody, one person, mm -hmm. could listen to those videos and feel good about themselves. Even if it's but for that moment. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. That, I, I, it's about enlightening us. It's about everybody helping enlightening everybody else mm -hmm. and trying to make everybody else feel like they're somebody. Right. But you've got to do the work, though. Sure. You've got to do the work. Right. You've know, you got to want it. You right. Know? Man, those those videos that you do, I'm like, it, it's like regardless whether I, I see it, I don't see it. I check in like any time of the year. I just go and like, yep, there's a video. It's like. Five, five years, years, every single day for wow. five years. That's every single day for five years. That's beautiful consistency. And every time I watch a video, I'm like, it's something new. It's something that makes me feel good. I feel, I feel motivated. I feel inspired. And I'm like, man, thank you for for doing that. Like, thank you because that that's how I I met you because I was like, 
I've got, I've got to talk to you. I'm like, you're very consistent in it. Just putting it out, same location, same place, like every single day. You, um, you're a very blessed man and you don't know how blessed you are most days. You know, you, you have an opportunity to do a lot of things, you know, as with most people. And I think, you know, I have a book and I just feel that you and every other single person on this planet, if you've lived a life, your story deserves to be told. If you've lived your life, your story <laughs> deserves to be told because there's something that you've done that will help somebody else out. True. You know, and I just think that, man, everybody, even if you don't want to write a book, write a blog post, mm -hmm. you know, put something out there into the world because there's, there's billions of us on this planet. Yeah. There's somebody you will resonate with. There's Very somebody true. that needs you. There is somebody that needs you. Right. And, and you know, just like you listen to a lot of people. I listen to a lot of different people. I read a lot of different books and I get energy from those books. I get, I get few from those books. Mm -hmm. I get views from some of those podcasts, you know? So, you know, like me, like you, you know, people out there need stuff. Yeah. And there's been no easier time in this world to gather stuff than now. Go to YouTube mm -hmm. and you can find anything on YouTube. Yeah. You know? And all it is is take your time. Take your time and listen. Take it with you, you know? So. Very true. It, it's funny, like you're saying, like there's so many books, like you can write them, you can write a blog post, you can make a video, you can make a podcast. And it's like, the more you do it, it's like you... I see people, it's like you get to really know people over time. And like, just, I think I binge watched a lot of Joe Rogan and I know some people have different feelings about him and stuff, but the thing that kind of resounds and he'll like, after a while you get to talking to so many people, you tend to repeat yourself, but it's like you're repeating yourself in an authentic way because you're talking to a new person. And the thing I, I respect about what he does and just the people that he's kind of exposed me to and just people that catch his interest is that um, just being your true self. Like a lot of people have asked him like, Hey, are you going to write a book? It's like, nah, <laughs> it's like, I'm not really going to do that. And it's like, if you want to know about him, just watch one of his shows. Like, you'll know what he's interested in, like where he grew up, what he does as a hobby, what he does as a life, a little bit of things like that. And it's just knowing that although you may not be able to have access like this, just being being able to tune into the podcast or watch a video, it's like you're almost like the fly on the wall where you're sitting there and just having this talk. And I was like, wow, like a, a few episodes that kind of jumped out to me was seeing him and um, the RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan and Donnell Rollins. I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm amazed just because I feel like I'm in the room. And I think recently he did one with uh, Dave Chappelle and just hearing them kind of go back and forth you hear like the respect and the reverence that they have for each other being like in the comedy space where other people from the outside looking in they're like oh i have this preference or i like this comedian i don't like this person and it's like no um we like each other because we respect what we do excuse me i've got to run to the restroom real quick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ch uh, before go, check out the one with him oh i can't hear you oh i just i think i just unmuted Check out the one with um, Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, the most recent one or the one of the earlier ones? I well, I'm not I sure, but I think it's one of the more recent one where Kevin is talking about having nothing, coming from nothing, and having a business and, and how the, the things that motivate him. Right, you know, it's amazing. It's absolutely I, amazing. I think I I may have caught one of them and. I didn't realize that I think it was either 2019 or 2020. He was in an accident and he oh, had to go through like rehab and all that. And I was like, oh, wow. Like 
I didn't know that. And what's funny is that they talked about Chappelle and, and Rogan. They talked about Kevin being one of the hardest people, hardest working comedians they know are one of the hardest people that are always working in um, Hollywood by just always taking advantage of the opportunities and just like that energy that he, he gives off, just like the positivity and just really being about seizing the moment because until I watch that, like you were saying, to, to check out that episode, if it's the same one I'm thinking of, I had a, a certain perspective of Kevin Hart. Like I, I like him. I like his comedy. But um, as I saw him like in all these things and like all the new movies and stuff like that, I was like, OK, maybe I'm getting burnt out a little bit. But kind of getting the perspective or understanding as to why he does so many things, I was like, OK, I respect that. And maybe I don't need to watch every single thing he does because I also have work that I need to be doing. But as he's doing his thing and he's creating new opportunities, new businesses for different people, I was like, yeah. But he has a he also has a um a little series, I think it's with Chase Bank mm, right. that he does. Um that's phenomenal where he's talking about financial literacy. Mm. Um that's absolutely amazing. That, that's right. phenomenal. You know, and I think, man, you take what you get from these people and you use whatever you need in your life. And, you know, you combine different things from different people you know, right. and, and then you just go with it. But I, I think the hardest thing for me, mm-hmm. and it's not that hard to see, but to me, the hardest thing to understand for some people is the self-confidence thing, because the world is run through self-confidence. You know, and I've always and, and I think with me, what happened, I've been fortunate with the basketball because growing up and playing basketball, you have to have confidence to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And I just remember times in my life, man, but I just faked the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I had no confidence, but I just faked it, you know. And I think that that with young kids, especially too, is and with adults, is is we gotta try to have more confidence in ourselves to try new things. Mm. And COVID, man, to me, COVID was the perfect time to sit and learn, you know, the perfect yeah. time. You know, you could just sit back, man, because you couldn't go anywhere. Right. And I think with confidence, confidence is the thing where if you're good at something or if you've studied something so much, then mm-hmm. you can be confident in that thing. Right. And I think with a lot of people, man, um, if they want more confidence in whatever realm they want to go in, they need to start studying that thing. Because to me, man, what makes the world go around is self-confidence. Half of those people out there in this world don't know as much about you with a particular subject as you know, but right. they can fake it real well or they got confidence <laughs> in doing it. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah, you just got to try stuff, man. It's got to try stuff. And the hell, with, the hell with what people think about you. Yeah. I, you know, I could care less what somebody thinks about me if I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. If I'm just trying to do well for my family, trying to make my life better. You know, what you think about me, I should care less because I'm right. not hurting anybody. I'm just trying to do what I deem to be right. You know right. what I mean? Right. It, it's funny because one another thing, just tying back to Rogan, one of the things that he always said, and I think he t- told it to Donnell Rollins whenever they did the show, he's just like, hey, great episode. Don't read the comments. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, especially having a platform where you have over like millions of people watch and download and things like that. It's like, a lot of people comment like they like it. You have a lot of people that are joking in the comments and things like that. But people will go in like if they have something like vitriol, something they want to get off their chest, they'll they'll get it off their chest because it's like 
you write it down online and you just walk away from it. It's like, it's not something that you're saying to somebody face to face. And one thing, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. There's a lot of people that don't like themselves. Yeah. So in order to justify how they feel, they want to take it out on you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you you know, you, you have to be careful what you believe. Yeah. You have to be careful who you listen to, you know, and if you've not put any money in my pocket, if you've not done anything for my family, or if you've not looked out for my well-being, or if you've not looked out for other people's well-being, mm-hmm. I don't want to know. Right. And your opinion is your opinion. So keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> want to know. Right. Don't have time for it, man. Don't have time for it. I'm trying to live the best life I can. Right. I have a very good friend who died on me, uh, Kevin Cato. Mm. And um, Kevin left me, man. And um, that thing there, it's been four years, I think. And that four, I think, think almost four years. So if Kevin's been dead four years, I've been doing that podcast. I've been doing my video six years. Yeah, so it's about four years that Kevin's been gone. Mm-hmm. And there's not a day that I don't think about him is there's not a day that I don't think, you know, what he used to tell me is that if you're going to live your life living for somebody else, you might as well give your life up. And I just mm. thought, wow. I just thought, wow. You know? I just thought, wow. You know, and, and that's how I try to live, man. If I'm going to live my life worrying about somebody else or living for somebody else, I might as well give my life up. Mm-hmm. It's not work. You know, it's not work. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I feel like that's one of the things I've, I've almost discovered as a, as a superpower this year and like, and really applying it. I feel like I'd, I'd heard that before, but being in the application of like, um, yeah, you're, you're cool, but I, I like me more. And there's a, a quote or a post. I've heard a couple people say, and I just saw it recently on IG um, before I messaged you. Now, and it it was like um, liking somebody else liking you is kind of a bonus, but it's like the real joy, the real power is liking yourself. And like, just what's funny about that is how I was thinking on this last weekend. It's that everything kind of everything, not kind of everything, does tie back to the Bible. A lot of things tie back to the Bible, and it's like everyone has a different relationship with that, with religion. And the thing that's funny to me, it's like people have this saying, I heard it more in college. It's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. It's like, I guess when I hear it, I'm like, yeah, true. You may not want to be religious with what we know as religion, faith, things of that sort, higher power, because of the way it's portrayed, because of how leaders in that community have really disappointed a lot of people. But it's like, we're religious about our jobs. We're religious about our music. We're religious about so many things like religion to its definition, to its essence, to its practice. It's like it happens in so many areas. So I I don't say that in attacking anybody, but it's something like you back to like the self-awareness. I feel like that goes hand in hand with that self-confidence. It's like recognizing who you are and what you are. makes it very um it makes it very easy to realize that oh okay um i am who i am and i i like what i like i i enjoy the things i enjoy and if i'm honest about it i can be free i don't have to feel like i'm trying to live my life to give to somebody else because it's like okay if you have people out here just snatching souls and just being like okay like you don't want to do anything with your life here i'll i'll, I'll give you something to do with it mm. it's upsetting afterwards that it's like how did i give 40 years of my life to something how did i give this and it's like yep. listen to what you just said you gave it away what was yep. yours you gave it to somebody mm-hmm. else so it's like you can really only be mad at yourself for giving away what was never meant to be given away you know man i have um 
And I just so hate, I mean, I just so hate, I didn't hear about this boy until he had died, Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey, mm-hmm. um, Nipsey. Yeah. And um, man, if you look at his life and how he changed his life around, but if you look at what he was trying to do to empower people, if you look at what he was trying to do to empower uh, society, if you look at what he was trying to do to help empower kids. You know, it is just phenomenal how, you know, if you want to do the right thing, it is possible to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just think that in terms of the religious thing, I love my Lord and I'm not ashamed to, you know, to say that, you know, Mm -hmm. and to each his own. You know, I I, I think there are too many hypocrites in the world, you know, that you don't believe believe that, then you're not religious. Right. my God has my God is my God and my God and I have a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. and what I do with my God is none of your business. What I do, you right. know, and, you know, I just think we need to be careful when we're trying to judge people for what they believe and judge people for how they act, you know, right. and, you know, my life is my life. Right. You know, my God is my God. We have a relationship. Yeah. And the relationship really has nothing to do with you. Mm. you know? So, you know, and I, th- I you know, I'm a, I'm a huge T.D. Jakes fan. Mm. I'm a huge Joel Osteen fan. But they're human beings. Yeah. And I listen, I take what I need, but they're human beings. All of us make mistakes. All of us are human. You know what right. I mean? So, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> the thing that's funny to me... Um, I don't know how how many times I'm going to tie back to Rogan, but the thing that's funny to me about what I've come to appreciate about comedians and how they, they tend to be unfiltered or just raw in telling you or just kind of opening you up to a perspective, being able to laugh at things you would normally laugh at or find joy or comedy and things that are like dreary and miserable. It's almost like comedians to me are almost like the present day evangelists of like the 1980s where it's like they draw these crowds, these people, just like this massive awakening that's happening. And a lot of people that I've seen or heard in a religious stance, that's just like, oh, this is how you should be doing things. This isn't how you should be doing things. It's like, if you actually read the Bible, especially the New Testament and how things went down with how Jesus was perceived, how he was accepted or rejected, it's like you're kind of doing the same thing unknowingly. And it's like, a lot of times there are things that we do that's not given to us to notice. Like if you ever see somebody going through um, what I think psychologists call cognitive dissonance, where they'll be engaging in a conversation and they're almost responding in a, a trance type of way where it's like, how could you be asking these questions? Or like they're having a conversation with someone and it just seems like they're not in tune to talking to the person, hearing their responses and responding accurately accurately as a human. It's like they have this mind virus or this idea of like, this is what I believe. This is the team that I'm on. Everything you say, whether it agrees with me or disagrees, I've already made up in my mind who you are, what you believe, what that means. And I don't agree with it. So at all occasions, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to hate you. I'm going to resist you. And it's like, it's one of those things when you see it play out. Initially, you may question like, wow, okay, that person must be an idiot. But back to the fact of like, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. And in the moment of something, somebody isn't always aware of what they're doing themselves. And just kind of remembering that people People have humanity and not getting caught in internet culture or like in the hive of, okay, let's throw this person away because they did one thing wrong. It's like, 
let's turn the camera around and film your life and see how that would respond to you if you're put on that stage and you have like one of your worst moments of your life captured and like would you really want to be judged like that yeah but a lot of times man what happens in life is that people um people don't listen they just wait till you finish talking because they want to respond so they don't hear what you say they right. just want to respond right. you know what i mean right um, and pay attention to your conversations with certain people sometimes man people you know they just they just can't wait to get what they want to say out and they don't listen to you you know and i think a lot of that is part of that also yeah part i agree where do you live? I'm in Georgia, uh, Northwest Dalton. It's a carpet capital. Okay. When I come home, I'm from South Carolina. Okay. I'm from a town called St. Matthew, South Carolina, Okay. Um, which is near Columbia. Um, and so I have family up right above Georgia. Okay. When I, when I deem that it'd be safe mm-hmm. and I come to the States and if you deem that you're okay with me meeting you, I oh, want to meet you. 100%. Face to face. I would love to meet you face to face. So when, and I don't know when I'm coming this year, I'm going to try, but Right now, we've got um, the United States is on a uh, amber list. So mm. they're countries that they suggested you don't visit. Right. Um, and most of Europe is not open yet. I mean, Portugal is open. Gotcha. But you've got to have both shots here, mm. um, you know, to, to go anywhere. So I don't know how this year is going to play out. But when gotcha. I do, I would definitely give you a call before. Okay. And let know, man, because I, I definitely want to sit down and chop it up a little bit. Right. It would be nice. That would be great. Cool. Man, I appreciate the time, man. I, I'm, man, let me tell you I'm grateful. Dog. Anytime, anytime, anytime. I respect you so much and I appreciate what you do so much. And I appreciate your thoughtfulness when we're talking and you don't just say things, you think things through. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that. Um, and what I also love about you is that there's no judgment. You know, you, you want to hear the other side of things, you know, which a lot of people... They just can't wait to voice their opinion about what you just said. (laughs) Whereas you accept what I said. And even if you disagree with something I've said, you know, it's it's all good. So I appreciate appreciate you. Thank you. It's a a pleasure to always talk with you. Um, Before I let you go, as you mentioned, you're working on a new project. Is there um, any resources, websites, or anything that you want people to know? Not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. So so what I'm doing is I'm doing a a project called Creative Dimensions. Okay. But one of the things that I've done over COVID is I've gone out and bought a camera, Mm -hmm. and I know nothing about this camera. Um, I've gone out and bought some equipment. I know nothing about this equipment, but I'm going to learn to use it. And so what I've done is I'm documenting my journey. Mm -hmm. But also giving away a lot of resources and pointing people toward safe spaces. Like my first part of the project is pre-production. Mm-hmm. So all the things that I've had to do in preparing to shoot video. And what I'm doing is I'm I'm actually, um, while I'm learning all this stuff, I'm actually throwing myself in the deep end because I'm doing promotional videos for schools. Mm-hmm. I'm doing talking head videos for schools and stuff. So I'm actually putting myself out there. And some of these people are sitting in front of me not knowing that I have not a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> I have not a clue. <laughs> faking it a little bit. <laughs> I'm faking it, uh, it, but I'm faking it. But what I'm doing is I'm going along, I'm learning the mistakes, and then I'm sharing those mistakes with different people, you mm-hmm. know, whoever wants to listen in, 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 you know, through my journey. So, and it's going all right. You know, it's going, it, matter of fact, it's going better than all right. It's going great. Nice. Um, I'm in the process of doing a video now for a guy who's the head of uh, design and technology in the country. So we've done a series of I think seven or eight videos where he's going to put on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and he's talking about getting people 
um, interested in design and technology and trying to connect businesses uh, with schools. Nice. And then I'm doing another project also where I'm working with um, the school that they've done some improvement to the school. So I'm going to create a, a two or three minute video for them. So it's, it's going, you know. And the thing that I love, man, I get a chance to fly my drone, dude. I get a chance to play with my drone. And so that's amazing. I have no idea how to use that flipping thing either, but I'm (laughs) fine. I've I've got one over here. I won as a prize a few years back, uh, like at a, we had a raffle or something for work and like they had TVs up there and different things like that. And I saw this drone. I was like, I want that. What is it? Which one is it? It's um, here. Let me grab it real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's this red thing. It's uh, how you pronounce this name. S Y M A. Sima. Yeah. Sima? Oh, nice. And then okay. This, that's what it looks uh, like. Okay. Cool. Cool. So I'm gonna. I think I've tried to mess with it a little bit, but I may try. I'm, I'm not gonna try. I'm going to um, mess with it a bit, probably later today or tomorrow. Just yeah. go out because the sun's out. Yes. Weather's nice, and it's like, hey. Go yeah. learn how to mess with this thing a little bit. Might as well. I need to. I need to learn how to. Use, I need to play with mine more because when I don't play with it, man, you forget. Yeah. Like I was out yesterday for me. I forgot how to land the flipping thing. You know, because I hadn't done it all the time. You know. Right. So yeah, yeah. And I'm a coward, man, because my, I have a brother who has. My brother has about six, and my brother's a cop, and that, mm. so he uses his drone. He, we, we both have the um, the Maverick Two Pros. Hmm. And so when you fly them out, he like goes two and three miles out there. So he can't see it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not losing sight of my drone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a coward. <laughs> so I only do short stuff, man. I just can't. It's a lot of money just to let go. You, know? hey, you got to start where you can start. So, and I'm going to stay where I can stay. I know my zone. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so. But it's cool. It's cool. Awesome. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Take have a good yourself. weekend. I'm going to have a fabulous weekend and you started it off for me. Thank you. I'm glad Thank to you. be a part of it. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take care of yourself, my man. Will do. Okay, brother. <laughs>